You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast brought to you by ascully.com. And here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Yo. Hello and good morning. <laughs> Whoa. What time zone are you? Yeah, depending on where you are. Yeah, depending on where you are, depending on what day it is, depending on what time it is, we welcome you to our It could our be podcast. another century. It could be a thousand years from now that someone's listening to this. Don't forget. It could. Will there still be morning then? Or how about it's the past and cavemen are listening to it? Uh, completely plausible. <laughs> <laughs> it's as plausible as somebody in the future is listening. Why? Of course someone in the future is listening to it. Everyone in the future has to listen to it because they're not How listening to it live. How about alternative Tomorrow universe. is the future and that is when someone's listening to it, at least. So the future is 100% guaranteed. True. Traveling to the past. Not so much. True. What was the before the after the show discussion? What we were going to have for dinner. It was. And what were we investigating? Investigating local delivery services and reading reviews, as, as is the modern way here in the 21st century, in case anyone is far in the future. It's night. I was going to say it's 1986. It's 1986. <laughs> We're about to have a Pepsi. We're about to put it's on our leg warmers. Oh my God. What is wrong with me? I must have seen that number sitting somewhere. We're watching the movie E.T. It is the year 2018. So if you're listening in like 2059... Local delivery for every restaurant isn't really a thing yet unless you find these services that will, apparently, they contact somebody and that says, hey, you got to go get a delivery for this lazy-ass person who won't go get their own food. But we ruled it out because the reviews in our area were not great. So I'm just going to go into my car and go get the food, which is going to be delicious. And I did mention to you that these um, delivery services must be great for... Drunk people and stoners. <laughs> the problem with that is a lot of drunk people don't know they're too drunk to go. No, yeah, so, and that's a problem. Yeah. So all they need to do is pay $3. You can be as drunk as you want and your McDonald's will arrive at your house. Yep, $10 for a burger and fries. <laughs> so we discovered. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll be having some food. Yay! <laughs> so um, it is, after, we're after the show. We're a uh, movie review podcast. We also review food delivery services on occasion. <laughs> um, this is Saturday, December the 15th, and this is after the show, number 561. We look at a movie every week. This week, we're looking at Venom on Blu-ray. It's a 2018 release. You can pick it up now. It's from our friends at Sony, rated PG-13, and Sid Talk will give you the quick synopsis of Venom. Hmm. The synopsis? An alien organism infests a guy's body, and um, there's some comedy and some violence. <laughs> is, that, is that good? That's good. I that, warned you. That is you very keep good. asking me for synopsises, and that's what you're going to get. I will just add one little line to it. Of course you will. Based on a Marvel comic. Mm, that's irrelevant, though, when you're watching the movie. If I had never known that, I would never know that. Except for the Stanley appearance. True. And the fact that it said Marvel at the beginning. <laughs> the very first I mean, thing you see. that's not part of the movie. I might not have been looking at that. <laughs> All right. So um, Venom is one of the non-Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So it is 
not included in the big Marvel Studios movies. But it is a huge Marvel comic, but Sony have done it. Like like The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was done by Sony, and The Amazing Spider-Man. So uh, this is off in that universe with this new film that's just about to come out, the animated one called, what, Enter the Spider-Verse? or Which one? You know, the new animated one mm. that, that they're advertising. I can't one remember called, the name of it, but I think it's it looked Enter really good. the Multiverse? Or, yeah, it looks really cool. Anyway, that's part of this universe. So um, I saw the trailer for Venom, and I actually saw some reviews for it, and I saw people being very negative about it. So... With it not being part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we've all seen the movies like Fantastic Four and uh, some of the X-Men movies that are not part of it, that are not quite up to the Marvel standard, I don't think. Hmm. I was expecting this one to be not as fun. (laughs) But pleasantly surprised, I enjoyed the whole thing. There was things against this for you too, I think. Um, I don't know if you liked it or not. Did Um, you? Yes, I had a lot of fun. Right. It has a lot of flaws, obviously, but once I just decided, screw it, I'm just going to be well, I thought along for the ride. Because Tom Hardy is the star, <laughs> and I know you not are not a Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy fan, that it was going to ruin it for you, because I, I was thinking, oh, she's just not going to be able to get over that she doesn't like Tom Hardy. No, I got over that part, because... He wasn't like. See, that's how I hear. Tom I loved Hardy. Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, but he was a mumbler and he wasn't the star. Right. I mean, Furioso well, was the star. Well, that movie fucking amazing. But he was not good. It needed to be someone else. Because. And then, of course, he did the. Whatever that was in Batman. Again, don't understand what he's saying. You're not, not a fan. You're not. You're, you're not alone with that. Because when he did. Um, you know, in Batman. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking of Venom now. I can't... Bane. When he <laughs> Bane, was Bane yeah. in Batman. <laughs> and he was like... <laughs> he was doing like a Scottish accent underneath underneath a mask. And it was all muffled. It, it was, was really hard to understand. And so, unfortunately <laughs> for him, that has put a black mark on it for me. But get- However, because this is lighthearted, even though it's got a lot of violence and like heads being bitten off, um, he himself takes on like almost a comedy theatrical way about him you know what i mean it's got a lot of comedy and so i kind of let that go and then i was fine with it i thought he was all right and it is actually you know i said to you it starts and it's a pretty dark deal what start how it starts off with the with the spaceship and the person with the symbiote inside them starts off like a like a predator movie or an alien movie like a crazy dark thing but it does go into like pretty broad comedy at points. Um, Very, yeah. And you know, it, we we'll have to explain Venom's character. The character of Venom is is this alien symbiote that melds with this. They guy. only call it a symbiote in the thing. It's just an alien organism from another planet, right? That gets inside Tom Hardy's character, and he is at odds with it. Like and a he, maniacal billionaire guy who's a scientist is the person who wants to utilize this. Right. Like he's because he's crazy and he wants to. I mean, it's something. like a lot of comic book stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does have this real dark element to it where, and Kevin Smith said it on the extras on this Blu ray, where they're not afraid to kill people 
it's not family friendly really even though this movie's a PG-13 it doesn't go full on with the R rating or anything there's still a bit of swearing there's like people getting eaten there's a lot of people getting like you know things stuck through them you may, do you remember that really famous scene from Terminator 2 with, with mm-hmm. the uh, yeah there's that where like your arm turns into a sword and sticks through somebody there's that there's you know it's pretty extreme in parts for a superhero movie I mean, it doesn't go like full on dark, but I, I think it must that. be very hardened because it doesn't really. I don't really think of it. I don't go, "Oh, that's crazy bad for a hero movie." Not at all. No, I, I, it just had a different vibe to I like mean, the Marvel cinematic hello, ones. Hello, Thanos. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, spoilers. Just because you're beating up somebody is different. Is not any different than somebody saying, "I want to destroy half of everything that's alive in the entire universe." Yeah, apparently right. this universe got missed by that. Or, or maybe <laughs> yeah. it was before it happened. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> we had no hint of it. Um, did you... You know the street that his girlfriend lives on? Like the very mm-hmm. typical looking San Francisco street that even me, as opposed, I always think of those kind of streets. Isn't that the sh- like a similar street to what Ant-Man lives in? Because remember when on the last Ant-Man movie oh, we watched... Is he in San Francisco? Yeah, because on the last Ant-Man movie we watched, he came out of his house and then he was skateboarding on that big truck down the big hill towards the bay. Mm, right. So yeah, that's San Francisco. So um, I guess Venom and him are the San Francisco superheroes. So um, this movie, if I have an issue, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really... The special effects are really good. Um, I Did you think the special effects were good? Uh, I mean, it's a, we're talking about a thing that we've never seen, though. I mean, like... in, in, in Yeah, but we have seen enough CGI, and we've seen enough things that, like, Transformers is one of my good examples of where my brain and my eyes, for the most part, particularly in the early ones, are convinced I'm watching a giant robot battle another giant robot on a road with cars driving around and people driving around. This one... I have enough experience in my brain, in my eyes, to kind of, you know, accept fiction. But then it's not... Uh, sometimes it's like, almost like a C, he's a CGI character stuck in a real world. He's too shiny, he's too... All kinds of weird stuff that makes him more like the rest of the world should be like Toy Story with him in it. Mm. Instead of him being in a grounded world. However, like I said... I started off with the like, mm, and then I thought, no, screw it. It seems like it's going to be fun. Just got to lighten up a little bit. And then I just sort of let it happen. But I, my brain was still being like, oh, that looks so not, it's not, it's not right. Especially the times when like his face is coming out halfway. It looked so bad. And I then f- the part where the two guys were all mixed together, I was like, oh my God, it's, we're lowering the quality I here. I feel like the part where you see his face come out, if you freeze frame that, it would look... It looked like bad and not freeze framed. Because it went really fast. You know? Yeah, but it wasn't great. But um, I liked the transformation into Venom. Like, it's that, the movie, you know, I would say it takes about 30 minutes for it to happen. And mm-hmm. it's kind of out of nowhere as well. Like, it's, I mean, you, you know, you're along with this guy, Tom Hardy's guy, who's this, you know, reporter dude. Why are they always reporter dudes? They're not always. Or photographers or They're not always. In Stan Lee stories. They're not always. <laughs> <laughs> I know Stan Lee didn't create Venom, but... 
Um, so it takes a while to, it builds up the characters a bit, which I really liked at the beginning because they don't, you know, it's not a particularly long movie. It's an hour and 50 minutes. And when I said I have a problem with the movie, I feel like it wasn't long enough. I feel like they really rushed to get the, the, the plot, the main plot that is happening. Hmm, I didn't feel any of that. To me, it felt like they didn't really have enough time. So they just like went for it. Like they just dropped it all in quickly. Like the beginning part. Yeah. I did like the build up. But as soon as he starts to become Venom, the actual plot with the bad guy goes into overdrive pretty quick. And yeah. Then it, and then the finale is happening before you know it. I was like, oh, well, is this... Fi-? You can kind of see now, if you watch enough movies, especially superhero movies, you can almost see the stage for the final battle before it comes, Absolutely. right? <laughs> so... I was like, oh, are they going to fight on that platform over there? And that's the actual final battle, which it actually is. And I was like, wow, that was quicker than I have. And I thought, like, we barely got to, you know, there was not that many scenes of them together. And then there was a big fight. And then, you know, it was resolved. I didn't feel like that at all. I feel like it was just right length and everything. See, I would have liked it a bit longer. I don't know. Maybe It was I'm almost getting- two hours. Yeah, and but- while I love long movies, I'm just saying it, that it wasn't like it was 90 minutes or anything. No. Um, I don't know. It just felt a bit rushed in the middle. And they do they do a thing at the end where they set up another movie, but then I'm always worried, will this get another movie if it wasn't as successful, you know? Shouldn't matter. This one should just stand on its own. No, but they do that thing, don't mm-hmm. they? Where they try and say, hey, this is not the only Venom movie. There's going to be another. I hope there is, actually, because I did enjoy it, and I can see now this is the origin story for Venom. He, he gets the power... And then it's not really a power, is it? It's a parasite. That's let's say it for what it is. The Venom character is just residing inside him. I mean, he's an alien, right? But I mean, he's and we are like his spacesuit, so he can survive. But it. it's not like Tom Hardy's character does the powers. Venom does what he wants. Mm-hmm. His own thing. Venom's doing his own thing. He's just using Tom Hardy as a host for himself. But um. It seems they come to an agreement, though, to us uh, at the very end. There's, there's an agreement between them. But I don't feel like Venom would stick to that agreement. Because Venom's not a good guy, let's say. He will just eat people because he's <laughs> yeah. hungry. Because um, he eats humans and he's hungry, he will eat a person. Tom Hardy's obviously horrified by that. He doesn't want that to happen. So he... He has to kind of like keep him in check, but I don't feel like Venom would do what you say if he really wanted to do what he wanted to do. So, yeah, do I, were you satisfied with the plot? Or did you like the origin? Did you like the character? I mean, the, like the thing is, you know, an alien race wants to come and annihilate everybody, eat everybody. I mean, it's not exactly like rocket science. Then again, it is uh, or a, a deep literary commentary on the state of human conditions or anything. <laughs> But it's very of the times of comic books. It said it was written in the 80s. 90s. 80s is when they said it was first oh. introduced. And also comic booky. Of course, the only real threat to humanity is someone wants to wipe us out or enslave us. That's like it, right? Either destroy us or use us for your own uses as right. a whole species or whatever. So it's not exactly like, oh, that's an amazing idea. You just need to eradicate the threat and then you're done. 
So it's not that interesting. However, take this guy and this thing together. That's more interesting to me. Because, like, think of all the different... Obviously, now the man is trying to teach the alien, look, there are good people, bad people. We can harm the bad people. And then the, the alien's like, yeah, how do you know the difference? Which is a... He says it's easy, but it's not always easy. So no. you can introduce lots of different things. here In life, we all have the same thing. Like, is this person good for me or good person or not? And so I, I can see where you could go with interesting stories. But as far as, like, on the scale of protecting humanity or destroying humanity... Not that interesting. But it is a fun romp, I would say. It's a fun... It's definitely a yeah. fun Oh, definitely story. fun. I liked it a lot. I had a good time. And the... Uh, I laughed several times. And I mean, more times than usual, I go, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that escalated quickly. Because Venom's... Even though you, you see Venom and, you know, you can see him on the cover, what he looks like. He is a voice inside Tom Hardy's head telling him what to do. And it's a really weird, deep voice. And it's kind of, it's funny and sarcastic. And it makes fun of him. And it puts him down a bit. Like, it, it's its not a nice thing. <laughs> Sometimes he's like, you can't believe what it's saying to him, you know. And it's controlling him like a puppet. That the, At times. But then he all he has to do is say a thing and it, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. okay. Venom's the fight like, scene mm-hmm. in the apartment I really liked when... Because it's it's not normal. It's not like a normal scene. Like he's he's just a regular guy. The things inside him, he doesn't understand what it can do. He's never seen it do anything. These guys come to try and get him, and it just like like a puppet. It moves his, you know, it, it throws his arms out, it throws his legs out, and he's just in these weird poses. And like these guys are just getting obliterated in the apartment, and he's throwing people out the window, you know. When he goes to the guy across the neighbor across the hall who bothers him with music. Yeah. And he just like freaks out and it shows it kind of a little bit. So I really like the fighting. I really, my, I think my favorite scene in the whole thing was the motorcycle chase. I was just going to say my least favorite thing was the chase. Oh, I, I just, it was just really <laughs> imaginative. Like I, it basically he's on a motorbike trying to get away from the bad guys. And Venom is using Venom powers to try and stop the bad guys by it's it's a difficult thing to explain but it 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 fires goo like out to it can either like impale people or it can like use the goo to make his motorcycle skid along the floor and not him not get hurt it can heal him so like he breaks his leg and it just heals his leg you know it's like it feels like the ultimate power like when when Venom's running about and all the, that SWAT team are trying to kill him, mm. it seems to me like he's undefeatable. Because every single thing that they do, there's a flash grenade, there's a thing. You nothing. say that, and then we find out what his weaknesses are, so it's really easy to defeat him. Yeah, I, Like, I, super you know easy. Venom made a fatal error by saying his weaknesses in the back of that car. Absolutely. Because <laughs> she said, he said, he actually tells him his weaknesses. Yeah, and they're pretty basic. It's Fire. not, yeah. And? Noise. A certain pitch. Or yeah, like a... A level of noise. Yeah, like a... So it's not like kryptonite where you have to see... You have to go find that shit. You have to like... <laughs> it's like, you can't... I mean, I can't. Maybe Lillian can... Uh, or whatever her name is. Lilith from Supergirl. She can manufacture right. some of that shit, right? Because her brother, Luke, Lex yeah. Luthor, as we're going into another superhero world, a whole other universe. I know. It's DC. But whatever. 
she can manufacture Superman's thing, but no, nobody else can, right? So that's hard to come by. The things that are going to kill this guy, simple. A really high-pitched noise, just... Which anybody could do. Yeah, or fire. That's it. You Burn know, him up or make him annoy him with noise. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could literally make a like <laughs> a, a van with the noise that comes out of the exactly. van. And that would be it. He would be screwed. Wherever he goes, they just pack the van and make a noise. But um, you hope that that doesn't happen because Venom kicks some ass when he actually gets down to it. Um, the weakest thing for me was this battle at the end because it was just like a big CG blob fighting. Yeah, it was kind of gross. And, it, and sometimes it was like, because it's two Venom type things fighting each other and sometimes it was just a giant blob that i couldn't kind of tell what which bit was what and i agree completely yeah and it, and it seemed a bit video gamey it seemed a little bit resident evilly like some of their cg yes. that they have yeah kind of going back to that era yeah um so you know while parts of that was cool parts of it was just this giant blob fighting and i was like wow the giant blob fighting is not as interesting as when you can see them just as guys they look like guys so yeah, that was my weakest thing. But I think as a whole thing, it holds up. It's funny. It has got a lot of action. Um, it's different to the other. It's different to most of the others that I've watched. It's got like a different vibe to it. It looked really beautiful. The times when it's just photography, film, cinematography, yeah, in the city. And you know me, I hate those things. Lens flare. Lens flare. However. Because this just looked nice. More natural. On the streets. Yeah, it just looked well lit, well photographed throughout. That was beautiful. And then you get the CGI pumping in there. I guess that's why I get like, oh, come on. I was having such a good time looking at the city just as it is. I guess this was one thing I did notice about this movie. Considering like Venom is almost black and the character, the other character is like a silver. You'd think, well... You won't be able to see that when they fight in it. It'll be just all lost in the shadows. No, it was always well lit. You yeah. always see everything. So they didn't try for the, let's make it all shadowy so you can't really see Yeah, but the happening. problem with the way they did it was then it looked not right. Too much. Like, yeah. Yeah. I guess there's an in-between, but they didn't, you know, it was always easy to see everything. It wasn't like a obscured thing because our CG is not up to par. So uh, moving on to the cast, Tom Hardy plays Venom. Um, what do you think? Oh, well. We He's separated. asked me already. Um, I um, I don't know if I'm a fan of Tom Hardy. I really liked him in Mad Max. Like, I, well, there you go. Yeah, I really did, and uh, I really liked him in. Well, I was going to say I really loved him in Dunkirk, but he doesn't say anything really in Dunkirk. He just flies that plane. But I really liked his role in Dunkirk. Let's say, like, then it could have been anybody. Yeah, I, and I really, really loved him as Bane. Even though, uh, even I couldn't understand half of the things he said, I did like his imposing, because he was very, he beefed himself up like hell in that movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's, very, not, that's not to the quality of his performance. Well, I felt like, I don't know, it felt weird, Bane. So, you know, it felt like this weird, over-muscled dude. <laughs> I really liked him. So, I think I do like him. And I think, in this movie... He does an American accent. I'm not sure what this American accent is that he's doing. It's a little it's, like New York, Brooklyn kind of thing. Yeah, it's almost like one of those radio plays you listen to. Yes. <laughs> it's like... Yo, boss, what are we going to do yeah. next? Like, really exaggerated. Like You know what? Like At times. Then he lost it a couple times. When you lot think of, like, Mary Poppins and, like, Oliver <laughs> Twist, yeah. our, like, stereotypical... Hello, governor. Yeah, this is what... This accent sounds like 
the American equivalent of that hello governor thing. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but Tom Hardy, like, he, he drops in and out of it. Sometimes he's got it, sometimes he hasn't. He always sounds American, but sometimes he sounds a different accent. I couldn't quite grasp it. True. But, um, I felt like it was better, though. Like, he, he's, it seemed all right. I don't know enough about American accents, I guess. It was fine. But um, I liked him. He had a very funny... It was funny, like, what he did. It was a lot of slapsticky, like, he had to... Because this thing's controlling him, like a puppet is getting thrown around and stuff, there was a lot of... You know, that stuff. Yeah. Where you, but he didn't overdo that. And it was really funny when he first became Venom and he had to eat. And he was, like, <laughs> sticking his head in things and just eating stuff. Like, he was eating frozen tater tots he was eating like bad chicken out of the bin <laughs> and then he was vomiting and it was just it's kind of gross like but it was really funny at the same time michelle williams who we're used to seeing in like super dramatic roles like the most saddest movie almost the you'll ever see manchester by the sea <laughs> holy shit yeah if you want to see her not being kind of funny and smart assy that's the one i mean she's a really good actress like she's one of the best i think i think she's really good and in this, you know, she's having more fun. She, it's not a dramatic role by any means, really. She's more like Pepper Potts in, in Iron Man. Better than Pepper Potts. I think she is better also. But she's that kind of character where she's the stabilizing um, influence over the character. You know, she's got to keep him, keep him balanced. Um, you know, she's a lot. What did you do? You like her in this? Yeah, she was fine. I mean, I don't, I don't see it as that. I know she says they tried to make her vital and important, but I feel like when you're trying to go from those comics mm -hmm. where you're trying to turn the female character into something important, it feels forced, and that's how it felt to me. Nothing to down to her, just that that's how it felt. And there's nothing like for her to get no dramatic scenes in here for her to get her teeth into. Really, there was not no big emotional scenes. Um, True. You know, just like she's... I don't mean to interrupt you or anything, or the show, but as I'm looking at my city skylines list of new businesses I could choose to have in my city, I just found Bob's Burgers, and it looks just like it. So I want to thank whoever made that, because I'm putting that in my city. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Off topic. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> it really looks like Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I really like Michelle Williams. I think she brings an element of class to this. And... uh the same as I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow does, but you're not super into I'm it. I'm not into it, no. But I feel like she has an element of class. Like she's a, she's actually a good actress. I feel like Pepper Potts is kind of bitchy. <laughs> Whereas this lady is not really. I mean, she stands her ground because he does something kind of shitty in the beginning. And then she's just like, nope, we're done. And I admire that. But she's not like snotty and like arrogant about it like Pepper Potts is. I also must make a note of when they're in that posh restaurant and he just jumps in the fish tank. Oh my god, that's hot. so good. That's like my favorite. And his, the way he is, it's just, it was really good. Really good. Uh, Riz Ahmed plays Carlton Drake, the bad guy in this movie. He was good because you could believe he could charm everybody. Yeah. Yeah, he's psychopathic. Yeah, he's like this, you know, head millionaire research guy. He's got like a, it seems like, well, he's all about the science, right? Doesn't yeah, really he, care he claims about he wants to save humanity by taking us somewhere else and making sure we can live somewhere else because we're just killing this earth kind of attitude thing. But in fact, it's just a power thing. Didn't Elon that? Musk say that same thing? <laughs> Maybe it was based on that guy? I don't know. 
It's a similar type of character. Um, but yeah, he's doing human experiments without asking anybody. It's not going very well, <laughs> as as this movie will show you. Uh, I also put down Jenny Slate as Dr. Dora Skirth. She's the lady who helps him. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. I liked I, her. I thought she was really good. And I was like, oh, I hope she becomes more of a thing in here. Like, you know, like yeah, more of a friend to him or, a, you know, but... Spoiler alert, she does not. No, <laughs> but she, I liked her. And then I put Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy. What do you think of Woody? Didn't matter who he was, other than people going, oh, that's Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Couldn't give a shit. Woody I Har- mean, I like Woody Harrelson. I'm just saying for that particular tiny little thing. He's in it for about 30 thing, seconds. Totally irrelevant, unless he gets a whole movie. If you are a comic book fan and you're into Venom, you will probably get a wood, wood on for it. Because there is a good, nice, cool thing there at the end. For you comic people. Also, they had a, like a second, if you stay for all the credits, they uh, have like a clip from the new Spider-Man movie. It just says, meanwhile, in another universe, and then shows you a clip from that cool Spider-Man animated movie, which I really liked, where they were chasing through the city. They, they, whatever the visuals are on that movie, it's awesome. It's like a Pixar movie, and then sometimes it's like an anime. It's kind of a mixture of different things. You, what, do you agree? Yeah. I think it looks really fun. Yeah, sometimes it's like, looks like a Pixar. And then sometimes it's like the frame rate is really low or something. It, it's it's an interesting looking thing. It's not like something I've seen before. Um, and I think that's in the cinemas now. So this is directed by Ruben Fleischer. He directed the movie Gangster Squad, which Sidtot loves Gangster Squad. <laughs> that was the movie with uh, Ryan Gosling and Ryan Emma Stone. Gosling. Yeah. And it was like an old timey... 40s gangster movie and he also directed a really awesome movie with emma stone again called zombieland which is a really awesome movie Correct. also starring woody harrelson um i like zombieland a lot i think it was a really really fun take on a zombie movie it's like a so what do you think of ruben here like directing this one i mean it was all right i think that his standard of the way things look might have slipped here and there he was a little over impressed with the cgi when it really didn't look that great and unfortunately that just the way it is with some movies as far as performances and then the look of like just filming the city gorgeous i like that yeah i do too cinematography can't really be faulted well for the real scenes yeah that's what i mean for the actual in the camera stuff yeah i mean cinematography goes for everything animation cgi but the scenes of just cameras on the street filming the city at night particularly at night looked awesome and that's cinematography not directing but you know, so there are um, extras on the Blu-ray. There is, a, they claim, a, over an hour of extras. There's a Venom mode trivia track. You can watch the whole movie with those pop-up. Like I remember those from the old DVD days. They used to do it right at the beginning to show how clever they were with the DVDs, and it would pop up little factoids as you were watching the movie. The, there's one of those. There's also the lethal protector in action, the anti-hero. Venom Vision, Designing Venom, and Symbiote Secrets. Symbiote Secrets talks to you like you're a three-year-old, but it does show you like some of the little Easter eggs in the movie. There's also an extended post-credit scene, which is the scene where Venom goes to the prison to do the end thing, and deleted scenes. Interestingly enough, the extras just start straight. Well, actually, it's it's really poor the way it's done. Before the movie starts... It shows you a like a, a, a sizzle reel for the extras 
which shows you loads of scenes from the movie and tells you to stay tuned after the movie to see the extras. And when you stay tuned after the movie, the extras just play. We were like, is this another end credit scene? Or yeah, it was this... weird. Yeah, it was weird. So, if you've not seen the movie at all and you don't want it spoiled, like, don't look at the screen at the beginning because they show you loads of the movie. It's weird. Uh, I think they're just assuming you've already seen it and now you've bought it to see it again. And um, there is also the Eminem music video because he does an actual track for the movie at the end called called Venom. And an Into the Spider-Verse, that's what that new movie's called, Sneak Peek. So there are a bunch of extras. No commentary, but there are a bunch of extras. So conclusion, I was going in thinking, I love Marvel. You know how much I love Marvel. So much. But I was going in thinking, oh, this is not going to be as good, is it? Because like, it's, it's kind of a side thing. But I actually enjoyed it as much as I did Ant-Man that we just saw. So, mm. you know, I thought it was really fun. A little bit different. And, uh, you know, again, Marvel, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> if ever I were to kick you out on the curb, I know where you're going next. Oh, we didn't mention there, there is a Stan Lee cameo in here. The final Stan Lee cameo, apparently. Listen. And it's a really fun one. I liked it. Because in case the person listening doesn't know, Stan Lee created many of the Marvel characters and he passed away recently. Yeah, but he does appear in this movie for a brief, you know, 10 seconds, I would say. But it's really fun. I always like it when he crops up. I was hoping he was going to crop up forever in all my Marvel movies. (laughs) Like as a CGI character. (laughs) Uh, I was hoping they just filmed hundreds and hundreds of scenarios with him. So they could just insert them into movies, you know? I don't think that's how it went. So what's your uh, full-on, uh, what's your conclusion? It was a good time. It was It, it was, was a good time. It was a good Sid time. Talk 2018. <laughs> I put that on the box. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's a real, it's, it's a good, really fun. It has flaws, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's just fun. It was, I was looking forward to it, and then I had my popcorn and my coffee with my vanilla vodka in it, so maybe that helped. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, hunky Tom Hardy was in it. <laughs> He's not hunky Tom Hardy. <laughs> I have, a, I have um, a, f- a friend from school called Lynn. She, she's listening. She, Tom Hardy is her everything. She posts pictures of him on Facebook with no shirt on all the time. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Tom Hardy. You know, you know what I mean? She's like, oh. That's Tom funny. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this is a movie for her, I guess. She will love it. And does he get his shirt off? I can't remember. In this one? I don't think so. Maybe? No, I don't don't think he does. Oh, shame. All right, so movie recommendations. Oh, thank you to Sony for sending us a copy of the Blu-ray for review. I am going on the theme of Tom Hardy. I'm going for The Dark Knight and Dunkirk. I mentioned them earlier. I really like both movies. Christopher Nolan, both of them. And you? My recommendations are going to be Christmas-related. Number one is going to be Scrooged. Because it's one of my favorites, Scrooged, with Bill Murray. Yeah. You just, I have to watch it every year, and I know the words, pretty much. So as soon as it's on, I don't have to look at it. I've seen it so many times. I don't know why I love it so much. It's just a funny version of, of course, Scrooge. And then the other one is Die Hard. I know it's not a Christmas movie, traditionally. My favorite Christmas movie is Schindler's List. (laughs) Oh, my God. Only because you got that 25th anniversary <laughs> thing. Don't say that. Don't make fun of it. It's funny that That's they put disgusting. it out at Christmas. Well, you know, it is uplifting in a way. 
that there are good people in the world who can face down against evil, I guess. I don't believe in evil, but, you know. Actually, my favorite Christmas movie would be a draw between Elf and Love Actually. Mm. They're both really funny and really fun. Elf, especially very fun. All right. Ace stuff. I am been playing more Red Dead. Not finished it yet. Keep going through it. I really love it still. Assassin's Creed, the DLC came out. Been busy playing the main game, so I've not really fully got to the, that. But I did um, do the free trial of Call of Duty Black Ops, and I said I've been playing it more. It's really fun. I like. I don't really like that Battle Royale thing. I've not played that very much at all. But the standard multiplayer, just to jump in and play a few rounds, it it's really fun. It's not something I'd want to sit and play for hours. But I just like jumping in, shooting a few people... Jumping back out, getting some XP, leveling up my guns. I would recommend it for that. Also, I've been playing... Um, I, I've played a very, very small bit of it, but Katamari Damacy has been um, remastered. It's called Katamari Damacy Rerolled. It is a game from the PS2 era. It's a very weird Japanese game where you roll a ball around and it picks up things. And it's generally you're inside somebody's house... And you're rolling around and you're picking things up off the carpet, like M&Ms. It's a lot of fun. You're rolling this ball and this ball gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually you're rolling up the whole world. You're rolling up whales out of the sea and skyscrapers. and It's really, really fun, though. Yeah. It's like, it's hypnotic. It's a very... There's an actual song on Sirius XM on the Chill channel right now that I always say, oh, this reminds me of Katamari yeah. Damacy. Yeah, it has this weird... Um, I can't even explain what it is. It's a Japanese music, and it has this odd story about the king of all cosmos. It's just a really cool... And they've it got, is. What they've done with it is they've made it widescreen and 1080p, and, um, you know, it's modern. The controls have been manipulated a little bit, so it's easier to control. It's really fun. It's out now on PC. And what's for dinner, Sid Talk? Tonight, after a long discussion... Which isn't normal, because usually I say, well, what do you want? And you say this, that, or the other, and I say yes or no, and then that's it. Tonight we're going to have dinner that is Thai. You know, Taiwanese. Taiwanese dinner. Not Taiwanese, Thailand, from Thailand. Yes. And it will be from Sawadi. Say that again. Sawadi, S-A-W-A-D, Sawadi, that's how you say it. Um, so I'm going to go pick it up in a little bit. This sounds delicious. Just want something flavorful and... Hot. Yeah, and not want to cook. Even though I can cook. I've got a little bit of some. I've got a can of potatoes. It's not quite as nice. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of veggie burgers in the freezer. Which will be just as good. But not as flavorful. So that's what we're having for dinner. I was thinking we... Um, very shortly we need to assemble our movies of the year. I don't have just to assemble it. i got a list. You don't, so... My list is always ready. Within, you know, either next episode or the episode after, we will have our I mean, movies. you like to put constraints on me. Like, oh, you can only have ten, but I like to always break the Well, rules. it used to be only five, and then we <laughs> went to ten. So we'll do ten again, because it's our tradition. So um, next week's movie review is, also, is Peppermint, starring Jennifer Garner. We're going to look at that next week. And Peppermint is very Christmassy. Oh, Peppermint. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's that's that. Sidtor, what's your, you know, advice to the people out there? Uh, to the people. 
to the people. Uh, my advice isn't really advice, but I just come to think about like when people say people, someone needs to grow up. Don't really know what that means because what it really is is like you need to move forward. You need to move forward from where you were. Your understanding of a thing where you're at right now, you need to move forward. You don't need to grow up. Because, I mean, grow up implies that once you're older, you've grown up and now you figured it out. But that's not really true. But if you move, if you actually move forward in the way that you ob observe, process, come to different conclusions about something, that's just, that's just progress forward in life. It's not really just like, oh, I'm grown up. I've achieved it. I'm good to go. I'll understand everything. All my decisions are, you know, solid because I'm an adult. It just is bullshit because we know a lot of adults who pretend to have that grown up thing and they're just full of shit. They're totally full of shit. They do not make good decisions. They haven't come to conclusions that are helpful for anyone but themselves. But if you move forward, you can't help but gather more information and make different kinds of decisions and observations of the world around you. So when you want to tell somebody next time, just grow up, just change that to, you need to move forward. You need to move on. That's, that's it. It's a brief today. That's good advice. Well said. <laughs> people will be richer and more, <laughs> you know, better people. In general Absolutely. That's the idea. That. That's the whole idea. Yeah, so um, you can catch us on aschoolie.com, Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the Google Play Music Store, the iTunes Music Store. You can catch us on YouTube, RSS feed, just go to aschoolie.com. You can actually just listen on the page if you want, if you're very low-tech and you just only thing you really understand is going to a web page. You can just press <laughs> play on the web page. And you can uh, listen also on your Amazon devices by going to TuneIn. Just say... Say your trigger word, wake your Amazon device up, and then say, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast on TuneIn, and it will play you the latest episode. Email feedback to me at ascoli at ascoli.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She just despises all of you. I don't. And That's not a nice thing to say. <laughs> and finally, stay classy, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hunky Tom Hardy, Sid Talk's favorite. I don't even know where you get that. Um, I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>